1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. It's Monday, and we're starting a new week. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory, if that's where the budget says you got to go. A great service department that's there for your current vehicle to get it done for you with the diagnostics, with the inspections, with maybe the routine maintenance, and a sales staff that's not just there for the sale, but is there for you to make sure you get the right car that fits that budget and is right for your future. It's all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, boat and RV. Good news today that Lake Augusta will be open maybe just a few more weeks sooner in early August instead of mid-August. So that was good news coming out of the news today. So you got to be ready for it. They are the true pros pros. They'll get you set up with whatever you need. That's over at Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury or go to PurdyInsurance.com. We got a lot to recap from a wild sports weekend. And SI.com's Mark Woganrich is going to join us today too for the latest on Penn State football as we get ever so closer to fall camp. So all that. Coming up today here on the Steve Jones Show podcast. So starting with the Avs last night, finally getting it done against the two-time defending cup champion, Lightning, who finally go down and maybe may or may not be still complaining to the officials, but that's just how it goes. And I got to give the Avs a lot of credit. I thought they needed to close out the Lightning at home in Game 5, or else i it was going to spell trouble considering how this postseason has gone for the Lightning. But to the Avalanche's credit, they have been really solid on the road, especially in clinching games, and they took care of business. And I, I, I knew of those stats. They were 2-0 and in clinching games on the road this postseason coming into last night. But I just thought the Lightning were just a different animal. And again, considering how things went in their first couple of series, especially against the Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final, maybe this might have been a different animal. And they could taste it if they were to getting a little bit closer and the Avs would start to feel the pressure a little bit. But to their credit, they kept with it. They were able to tie the game up after they fell behind a little early. And then they find a way to get the go-ahead goal in the third, the, uh, third period. So you got to give all the credit to them. They obviously have been the best team of the league this year, and they rightfully get to voice the Stanley Cup. Nate McKinnon, Steve mentioned how big of a factor he would be in the latter part of the series, and he did his job. He got a goal last night that uh, tied the game, in fact. And he had a goal in Game 4, I believe. A key goal in Game 4, I think it was. So, congrats to the Avs as they win their first Stanley Cup since 2001. And now we go to what happened in a wild weekend of Major League Baseball. Of course, the Yankees able to split the series with the Astros, arguably the biggest series of the weekend. They get the dramatic, two dramatic walk-off wins. Walk-off wins 10 and 11 this year. And Aaron Judge has both of those hits, the walk-off single following Aaron Hicks' three-run bombing on Friday night. Yesterday, Yankees, after the Yankees were no hit for a historic 15 straight innings. And he hits the three-run bomb in the 10th to win it. So that was a wild one there. We'll definitely be getting into that more when Steve jumps aboard here. But then there's also what happened between the M's and the Angels in that brawl. It was pretty ugly. You had Mike Trout, who has been killing the M's really in his career. I think he has 53 home runs in his career against the Mariners. Well, he was killing him in that particular series. this game was in .LA in Anaheim. Ball gets thrown behind Mike Trout. then somebody gets or somebody got hit, then somebody hit Mike Trout, then somebody threw behind the next batter, and then that's when all things got loose there. For both sides, a lot of punches thrown. And it all comes back to again the those like unwritten rules that go around in baseball that ultimately ninety percent of the time lead to these cases here where you've got fisticuffs or these dust ups this is what needs to also be cleaned up in baseball enough with this unwritten rule stuff you know you're you're as a product and Steve and I have talked about this numerous times of MLB being in a dangerous spot as far as the fandom is concerned and, and the popularity of the sport this is not what fans deserve sure it gives you something to talk about but it's not what we want to talk about and it's it's one thing if there's the example of some of these unwritten rules where you don't gesture after a home run, you know, you throw the bat, you you look, you, you know, you just stare and watch at it, like those types of things. That was already dumb to begin with and petty, in my opinion, to begin with. But then you have some like this where literally Mike Trout is hit because the Mariners are tired of being hurt by him in the field of play by the rules because he's just a good hitter against them. That's where I draw the line. The MLB has to come down hard on everybody involved so this doesn't happen again. Because this is as childish and petty as it gets. Simple as that. You don't like somebody who's so good against you and you can't find a way to stop him or slow him down or get him out. So you have to hit him. Especially after what we saw with Bryce Harper on Saturday night in San Diego. Now that was accidental, but still. I mean, are you kidding me? I don't care what kind of a season you're having, how bad you stink because both teams are really bad. The Mariners, especially, but the Angels, of course, had the long losing streak that pretty much have taken them out of contention for right now. And it comes down to this: now they weren't; they were the ones that didn't get. They had the ball thrown at them. This was the Mariners that threw the ball at them, but that started this whole thing. And then they came back and threw it to the to to the. Uh, Behind a Jesse Winker then of course Winker promptly gives a one but two finger salute to the Angels fans. I mean Winker alone for that should be suspended multiple games. Obviously whoever throw the punches should see bigger infractions. I'm talking at least a week. Maybe two. Cause it's gotta stop. This is the other this is the other part that baseball needs to clean up, Steve.
0: What? Like
1: you should be you should never
0: be no hit.
1: No? I'm talking about these stupid unwritten rules overall. But then what happened between the Mariners and the Angels is just as childish as it gets. You can't stop Mike Trout, so we're just gonna plunk him, and then that's how this whole thing starts which led to yesterday's dust-up.
0: That could be how they stop in in Little League Luke Catrillo.
1: (laughs) Well, then we'll definitely have some problems on our hands. Then I would be a basket case.
0: You already won now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let it be worse. Trust me.
0: Hey, it's getting worse by the hour. (laughs) Look, I think all that stuff... To me, the ultimate is always get them out. How many hits did you get on Saturday? That's right. I watched that game. (laughs) I actually watched that game. And to be honest with you, they weren't even close to getting a hit. Yeah. That's what gets me. There were no great plays in that game. Everything was routine. They weren't even close to getting a hit. ended up with a split in the series.
1: Yep, thanks to two dramatic walk-offs. Wow, you're that close getting swept. All right, so... Um, yeah. Uh, in this case, I'm with you. Yeah.
0: And as as for the... So what's your... What, you have to have a series of complaints. Big weekend. Usually, weekends lead to, like, a lot of complaints on Monday.
1: Well, this was my... Basically, what happened between the M's and the Angels was my biggest complaint.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that stuff's just you got to be a five-year-old to be involved in something like that. Exactly. And five-year-olds don't do that. No. You know, it's interesting. Five-year-olds actually don't do that. That's correct. Like, usually when kids fight, it's like one-on-one and everybody gathers around. They don't... It doesn't end up in brawls like that. So. Oh, well. It's a... Uh, this is an interesting week because uh, we have live for life this week and that will be on Thursday at 5 o'clock to benefit uplifting athletes, rare disease community the we're coming up on the one year anniversary of name, image and likeness that will be on Friday Friday, okay and What is interesting about that is that the juxtaposition is that on Thursday you'll have a group of athletes out there doing everything they can to raise money for somebody else and not taking a dime themselves. And that is what's so important about this. To me, it's, it's important because Of the charity, and then it's important because of, in this name, image, and likeness world, you have college athletes that are seeing somebody who needs help, and they are donating their time to do it. And that will be Friday at five o'clock at the Penn State football field. So that's where um, that's where we are. And to me, that's the big story of the week. To me, that's the big story of the week. There'll be other stories. I mean, Matt will bring up some stuff he hates, and you know, and, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of a hard world. To, I mean, the Matt world's kind of a
1: hard world to live in. I mean, to be negative about everything—it's just it's a hard. It must be difficult. It's like the Lightning still complaining to the officials.
0: Yeah, but at the end, uh, Tampa goes through. That's one of the great traditions, right? But at the end, you see John Cooper. Hugging all you know, everybody, hugging Bednar. I well, mean, you know. Hey, you're out there fighting for your for your team. You know? You played more series than anybody else in three years. You did it in a shorter period of time. Because remember, the Stanley Cup final was in twenty twenty. It was in the fall. And that's you know you're you know i mean that's where you are and you're exhausted and against you know you're against a faster team everything and you know the bottom line is you know, you're just fighting for every inch you can get i know you don't appreciate that cuz you're just like you're consumed with hate but i mean it's you know, sinuff <laughs> And then there's the story of the Wimbledon player today. Did you see this? Jody Burge? I didn't. This goes against everything that you hate about the show I do. You'd prefer that she took her tennis racket and hit the kid? That's good for the show. It's good for clicks. Instead, she noticed that the ball boy was feeling faint, and she stopped playing to get him water, Gatorade, nutritional gel, which she says he hated. He says, and then they said we got to get some candy to him, so they got him some Percy pigs, and they they passed it down in the crowd to get it to him. They stopped the match for about ten minutes. Again, this is all stuff that doesn't get the clicks that Matt's. I mean, Matt's about clicks. I'm just about doing a show. Um <laughs> you're so influenced by the suit all the time. It's all about, you know, we, we need streaming. Big go! Streaming. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, fine. Well, we get enough streams, we're good. Um, uh, they he says he loved the Percy Pigs and he kind of brought him back. Now she didn't win. She lost six two six three. So this is the part where you can click in because now it's turned bad. She she lost. So Matt will now label her a loser. Um, she is the Cubs of of Wimbledon. No,
1: señor. No, señor. No, señor. Not in this case.
0: But it seems like yeah, you know, like the young man's okay. Uh, she lost six two six three. She will get another chance, though, to play. She and Eden Silva will play uh, their first-round doubles match later this week. She lost to uh, Alicia Cerenko, 6-2, 6-3. So there you go. And uh, Novak uh, Djokovic will not be able to play in the U.S. Open. Uh the reason is is because he's not vaccinated, and it's not that New York's keeping him out or the you know, you know he can't because you have to be you have to be vaccinated as a foreigner to enter this country, at least through a conventional airport. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. <laughs>
1: In an ever-changing world, one thing you can always count on is the service at Purdy Insurance. Hi, this is Season. While the world is constantly changing, Purdy Insurance is dedicated to providing you with the highest level of service to protect you, your family, and your business. Give us a call today at 570-286-5855. Go to our website at purdyinsurance.com or check us out on Facebook to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto Home. Life, business, they take care of it all. Boat, motorcycle, RV, handle everything, and much more than that. Full service, outstanding, great people, great pros. Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And don't forget the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which Matt is bagging. The Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which will take place August 10th at the beautiful Susquehanna Valley Country Club to benefit the greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. Get your team in now.
1: The suit will be there. The suit will be there, yes. Yes, I'm disappointed I will not be there this year.
0: And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia it's 11 and 15 Hummels, Wharf and Online at sunburymotors.com. Kind of getting the reputation of being like the Kyrie Irving of the radio station. You only show up at things that you want. Get the right, so... lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> so speaking of Kyrie Irving, you'd like to do a sign-and-trade except there's only one team that's willing to do it. It's the Lakers. And the problem is the Lakers, outside of two players, LeBron and Anthony Davis, have no talent that they want. There's nobody to trade for. No good! No god! No god! So Irving has until Wednesday to make a decision on exercising his $36.5 million option for 22-23. Once he opts into the deal, he is no longer eligible to be in a sign-and-trade, and the Nets could then proceed with working to trade him on an expiring contract, but Irving would have no formal voice in a potential landing spot. Irving has great interest in joining the Lakers which he could do by declining the $36.5 million option and signing with Los Angeles for the $6 million mid-level except, exception. Shockingly, the Nets are reluctant to offer Irving a long-term contract because he is a long-term problem. <laughs> he's, just, he's one of those great talent Pain in the neck, (laughs) guys, where you're not so sure being a pain in the neck is enough to overcome, and it's not, it's just not. All right, now let's get to the. the, We have not talked about this at all, but let's get to the Brittany. I've touched on it a little bit. Remember, I asked. Kelly Mazandi about her going back and forth from Russia. And I asked it in the context of Brittany Griner. That's about the only time we brought this up. Because there isn't much to say about it. What are you supposed to say? Well, her court hearing is set for Friday. So let's go to the news expert here and ask the news expert what is the conviction
1: rate in Russia? If I had to guess, I'd say it's pretty high. But I, I can't give you an exact number. I could I could have pulled a
0: guy off the streets in Turbidville to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could go to New Berlin. I could pick anybody randomly. What do you think? I think it's pretty high. (laughs) Holy mackerel. (laughs) It is 99.4%. There you go. That's the conviction rate. Fewer than 1% of defendants in Russian criminal cases are acquitted. She faces 10 years in prison if convicted on charges of large-scale transportation of drugs. Her detention was extended for another six months after she appeared for a preliminary hearing behind closed doors. They brought her in in handcuffs. She has been ordered to remain in pretrial detention until Saturday. So let's see what is actually happening with this. A trial and a conviction were always the likely developments because that's exactly what happened to Trevor Reed and Paul Whalen. Now, Reed has since been released, but he was released, what, two months ago? He was he was traded. And people were like, well, what what about her? What about her? Reed was there for three years. Who do you think you, you're training for first? Let's use some common sense here. I know that's in short, short supply these days. But what? Let's use some common sense. Who's been there longer? Reed's been there three years, the longest of everybody. He's the guy you're trying to get out first. If you're doing it one by one. Um, as much as emotion gets into it, you got to you, you got to keep your head about your keep your wits about it. Regardless of whether Russian prosecutors present compelling or flat-out fabricated evidence against Griner, sources said it doesn't change the basic dynamic. Russia has indicated that it is willing to negotiate her release, and the legal proceedings are simply a pretense to put a sheen on the legitimacy of the saga. In other words, she will be found guilty. Reiner's detention and trial come in an extraordinary low point in Moscow-Washington relations. I feel like we're doing on the mark. She was arrested in Moscow's airport less than a week before Russia sent troops into the Ukraine. Amid the tensions, Grinder supporters have taken a low profile in hopes of a quiet resolution until May, when the State Department reclassified her as wrongfully detained and shifted oversight of her case to its special presidential envoy for hostage affairs. In other words, that's the U.S. government's chief negotiator. Supporters have been encouraging a prisoner swap like the one that brought home Reed in exchange for a Russian pilot who was convicted of drug trafficking and a conspiracy. Here's the problem. Again, Reid was there for three years, so that's why he was the one that they wanted to get out first. It's just common sense. Russian news media have repeatedly raised speculation that Griner could be swapped for Russian arms trader Viktor Bout. Nicknamed the Merchant of Death, who was serving a 25-year sentence on conviction of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens and providing aid to a terrorist organization. Russia has sought bouts release for years, but the discrepancy between the Griner's case... Where she was found to be in possession of vape cartridges containing cannabis oil and bouts global dealings in a deadly weapons scheme could make such a swap unpalatable for the U.S. Others have suggested she could be traded in tandem with Whalen. So who's Whalen? Former Marine and security director serving a 16 year sentence on an espionage conviction that the U.S. has repeatedly described as a setup. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was asked Sunday on CNN about whether a joint swap of Greiner and Whalen for Bout was being considered. He sidestepped the question. And by the way, he was justified in doing it. And I'll explain why. As a general proposition, I have got no higher priority than making sure that Americans who are being illegally detained in one way or another around the world come home. I can't comment in any detail on what we're doing except to say uh, this is an absolute priority. Sidestepping. You don't want to negotiate in public. So Secretary of State Blinken is absolutely right. You don't want to negotiate in public. Just keep the wheels behind the scenes turning. Any swap apparently does require for Grinder to be first convicted and sentenced. Then apply for a presidential pardon. According to Dr. Danielle Gilbert, assistant professor of military and strategic studies at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, this may sound counterintuitive, but the trial is actually a crucial part of the process. The Russians have to keep pretending that this is a legitimate arrest. There is no reason to believe that the charges are legitimate or that the trial will be fair. But if and when she is convicted, the Russians will have made clear their credible alternative to a deal to bring her home. She goes on to say, the Russians are using our own respect for the rule of law against us. So there you go. So that's where that stands and it'll be Friday. And it's always interesting that it sounds like it may be in the in the Russian mindset legally, they need to convict her in order to then use her as a pawn to get Bout back. But Whalen would have to be a part of the deal too, I would think. Because the two don't match up except one's a name and the other one is a name that in the world of espionage, in the world of arms deals, huge. All right. Oh, you got the A's coming in. Good. There you
1: go. You can put your feet up. Should be able to. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Catfish Hunter's going to pitch tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> twenty-five and forty-nine. Be hey, good. boy, that's bad.
1: The A, you know what the A's are hitting as a team? It's got to be like two eleven. Okay, I was gonna say it's got to be around two hundred.
0: Two eleven. I mean, the Yankees are only hitting two forty yeah I mean yeah I mean the Yankee i I've said this before the biggest problem the Yankees have actually is their offense by the way, Paul Blackburn is pitching tonight for Oakland to be honest with you, he's
1: pretty good yeah two nine seven e r a exactly as uh Jordan Montgomery going tonight for the yanks
0: yeah, not bad at all, so I mean,
1: wow. Legitimate pitching.
0: That has to be a killer for you. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. God, two eleven is a team. Eh, they must be dreadful to watch. Let's see. Uh, the A's have won two in a row. Be Kansas City back-to-back. Ooh, <laughs> you've lost two or three. All right, Um, that's not good. And did you see what Austin Nola did to Aaron? This I also didn't see. He's, he, I think he scored the winning run. He, he's knocked in, scored the winning run. Whatever. First time a brother has done that against a brother since Phil Negro did that to Joe
1: Negro. How about that? Right? Yeah.
0: Because right now they're, um, right now the Phillies are struggling. I mean, they are struggling right now. The, let's see where the Phils. Well, they won two in a row, but I guess when the Padres beat them the other day, Nola beat Nola. wins league Cleveland by two games they're the only two teams over 500 the Astros are the only team over 500 in the west they're up by ten and a half games on the Rangers four teams in the east are above 500 Mets eh okay of late wait till they get to crime and Shears are back two best pitchers in New York I know you don't think so, but... No, I actually agree Um, with that. (laughs) And there's only two teams in the Central at 500 or better. Brewers, Cardinals. Brewers up by a game. Three in the West. Dodgers, Padres. Padres two back now. Giants six and a half back. Phillies are eight back of the Mets. Braves are five back. Braves have cooled down. They're five and five their last ten. Ooh, pirates lose one more game, they're back under four hundred. Not good. Oh my almighty. There's gonna be a big moment coming up and it's we're we're five weeks away from it. Like four and a half weeks. Four and a half weeks away. And the big moment is who is still a Pittsburgh pirate? Do they go out? and um, deal Brian Reynolds? Do they go out and deal Bednar? And if they do, you wonder why. This has always been one of my um, complaints. Um it it's, I don't want anybody to take take this the wrong way okay so just kind of hear me out on this when you go to a Yankees game how many people in the stands are wearing 99s 45s you know even like the even two let's just say two right?
1: That's at least half your crowd right there, probably.
0: Right. In Pittsburgh, you know, with the number they wear more, more than they any other number? 21. Roberto Clemente.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. We're coming up on 50 years since Clemente passed away. Clemente, you have, in other words... See, I, I saw Clemente play awesome great great player the vast majority of people wearing those jerseys have never seen him never saw him play an inning never except in highlights they don't they don't attach themselves to anybody on the team because as soon as anybody's decent they get rid of them See that's you can't bond with your with your city unless you have people in the city to you know allow them to bond with them somehow some way they've got to be able to bond with them who who do you bond with in Pittsburgh I mean maybe I mean O'Neill Cruz has been there for a week. You're going to bond with him? Brian Hayes is up and down. You're going to bond with him? I know they signed him in a long-term deal, but... Who are you going to bond with? So they wear Clemente jerseys. I mean, what, do you think they're wearing 8s and 9s in Boston? Do you think they're wearing 5 and 20 down in Baltimore for Brooks and Frank Robinson? Eight and nine in Boston. Yaz and uh, and Ted Williams. No, they're wearing the numbers of the of the either the current players or the ones that just recently left. That's what they're wearing numbers for. In Pittsburgh, they wear a, a number of, of absolutely revered individual, but hasn't played an inning in fifty years. That's how bad it's gotten there. That's the primary number people wear. I've always felt that was a, a great compliment to Clementi, which he deserves. But I've also thought it was a sad commentary about pirates because they've given them nobody else to root for. All right, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
1: Hmm. Mm.
0: When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors Bought his two kids in number three jerseys. Sad. Sad. (laughs) Never.
1: That's a good number three jersey to have.
0: Isn't any I mean any modern player pique your interest?